led by God's Spirit. It was King David, the shepherd king, who wrote, the Lord is my shepherd. And Jesus identified here when he said, I am the good shepherd. Can we think about these things? Be seated, please, as we do. Uh, what can I say? What can I say? I, I'm sure you've never spoken or heard the 23rd Psalm before this morning, right? I am so sure you've never read a devotion on these blessed words. And I'm positive you've never been comforted by them either. And quite frankly, I, I'm absolutely positive you've never heard a sermon about all of this either. So, okay. I know you have. I, I know you have, and so maybe I don't need to say much. Maybe nothing at all. Well, don't tell the pastor that. <laughs> it doesn't work. I can, and I will. The psalm and Jesus' words in John 10, they're very pointed, they are very clear, and they are very understandable. Even if you've never been a shepherd, even if you don't know any sheep, even if you've never been on a ranch to have any kind of sight or oversight with them. Here's a picture, a, a vivid picture, and it's clear. We understand it. Number 10 picture out of 11. When I was a kid sitting in the pew as you sit in the pew, it was an old church, what we call a neo-Gothic church. And it was an interesting church, my home church. And as I looked from your perspective forward, this is what I saw. Two pictures, on one on either side of the sanctuary. And I learned, I, I thought a lot about these things. I daydreamed when I was in your pew. I, I had a pastor friend in the little town I first started out at he, who said he gave his congregation permission to uh, think about and daydream during the sermon. He said, just make sure it's connected with what we do. Well, I've never met him, never heard that before, but I looked at those pictures and I daydreamed. I saw Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, and I thought about all of that. But to the point, I looked at the picture over the pastor's shoulder, and I saw Jesus, the Good Shepherd, and I saw sheep, obviously. But I looked at those sheep, and I, I began to see things that looked like people, especially that one sheep next to him, and the one in the background who's looking forward. And I began to identify, even without a word from the pastor, about this psalm. Even though I didn't know farming, I didn't know sheep herding or anything. Well, Jesus is our good shepherd. And it's interesting, the background of all of this. Not only was there King David, who was a shepherd and then became king, and was known as the shepherd king, that's something that stuck with kings thereafter, but the background for Jesus was his mission statement. His mission statement to the world when he said, I've come to seek and to save the lost. There's a picture. The beginning of a picture of Jesus the Good Shepherd. A search and rescue mission. I don't know. Have you ever been lost? 
maybe as a child, lost in a department store, lost in the neighborhood, or as an adult, have you been lost? Or have you felt lost emotionally, psychologically, or whatever? That's not a good position to be in, is it? Not at all. And it's even worse if you're lost and you don't know it. When you're lost and you feel comfortable with it. But Jesus was on a mission. And he still is today. He put it this way as a shepherd. He said, hundred sheep in the sheep pen, one wanders off. What am I going to do? I'm going to go look for that lost one until I found, find him. Find you. Find me. Because each of us is so very valuable in his sight. He said about his rescue mission, I've come to seek and to save the lost. And he said, I've come to save the lost sheep of the house of Israel, recorded in Matthew 15. And when he sent out his disciples on a trial mission trip, a, a practice trip, you know what he said? Go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Jesus the Jew sent his disciples to fellow Jews, to fellow sheep. But he went on to say, in that same chapter of today's gospel, I have other sheep. I have other ones. That's you and me. The non-Jews, the Gentiles, as Epiphany season started, we pointed it out and linked that to the wise men. Once rescued, whether Jew or Gentile, were brought into the sheepfold, safe, secure, free from the harm that would come from the outside. Because Jesus said, this is where I want you. The thief, he comes only to kill and to destroy. But I've got you. I've got you, and I've come to give you life. Life in all of its fullness. And using that very same image, when all is said and done, the end of the book of Revelation, the picture of eternity, is pictured with the shepherd and his sheep. How beautiful is that picture for now and for what is yet to come? It's all about love. It's all about Jesus' love for us. This is the point at which Psalm 23 is especially meaningful. You know how it starts. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Not just anybody. Not just a person limited. The Lord almighty. The Lord all loving. The Lord all caring. The one who is above and beyond. Who is without a fault. Without a defect. Who has everything in his hands. Everything in his control. Who better who more capable, who more understanding than the Lord to be our shepherd. The one who says, I know my own, my own know me. That's how intimate, no matter how many sheep there are, he knows us each by name. So we can respond, I shall not want. Do you remember? As a child, maybe you were like me, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Why wouldn't I want him? Well, I love the ancient King James words. I came to learn, and you too, I shall not be in want. 
I've got everything I need. That's a beautiful picture of the shepherd and us, his sheep. The 23rd Psalm, it's often read. And as a pastor, I use it, have, still do, often. Often, it is at bedside. And sometimes with the sick and the dying. Although I know sometimes it gets people a little anxious as they lie in a hospital bed or sick at home and they hear, hear the 23rd Psalm, they, they think that perhaps we're on the, the doorstep of heaven, the eternal life. But they get it, they value it, as do I. And it's at funerals that we speak the words, we hear the words and talk about the words because they touch us deeply. Knowing all of this, we live safe. We live secure. We live confidently because we know that the death is just a doorway to what our Lord, where he stands beyond. When fear takes hold, we take hold because we know the shepherd has taken hold of us. The overseer, the shepherd of our souls as Peter wrote in his first letter. Now here's the picture. And here's the picture where Jesus' love for us has an interesting turn. And it makes a timely connection with you and me today. Because we're called to the other side of that dynamic too. Not just sheep, but also there is a sense in which we are shepherds, under shepherds. St. Paul wrote this to those who were leaders in congregations. And it's recorded in Acts chapter 20. Read this along with me, will you? Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. Our elders, not exactly like the biblical, but elders, that's happening now. In 1 Peter, Peter puts it very plainly, the same thing is applied to church leaders. Even after the example of Peter, Peter who after Jesus rose from the dead, three times Jesus said to him, feed my sheep, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. And that same ministry was committed to others who led those in the Christian church. Paul did the very same thing to him. And then there's, there's one more step. One more step. Looking for a shepherd here. Well, there's an intimate connection here. As St. Michael sees a turnover in lead shepherds, the connection with the great good shepherd is clear. You know, we had those listening sessions after worship last week, and we had the online survey about looking for the, the type, the kind, the, uh, the looks of the new senior pastor. This is what came up again and again as important, the image of a shepherd. And I guess that makes sense. That's what the word pastor means. Shepherd, what he's called to do, links so very closely. A helpful picture with Jesus, the good shepherd, pastors the under shepherds, accountable to him, but leading behind his lead. 
whatever mental picture you have of a pastor and your next senior pastor, it's clear it's already in your mind and keep it there. But also remember, this is not the entire description. It's not the entire description of Jesus, nor is it the entire description of a pastor today. It's true, we long for things that this picture offers. We are reminded and assured of Jesus as our good shepherd, a beautiful picture. But, but there's more than just the security that we get. There's more than just being defended and safe in the sheepfold. Psalm 23 goes on to say so much more, so much more where we confess as we did, where we say, he leads me, he guides me. That's how we live. The Lord Jesus says, follow me. Don't just stay in the sheep pen, but follow me. And where that is a big picture, the other pictures of Jesus fit in and help us along the way. Because you see, as much as Jesus is pictured as the good shepherd, he's more than that. He's much, much more than that. And you and I, we're more than sheep. More than sheep seeking comfort and security. You and I, we're also called to take up Jesus' mission. The search and the rescue mission. We too are called to comfort others. To seek and to find them and to help them find rest. This is only one picture of what 11 that we put our finger on for this time of Lent. The picture of the Good Shepherd, maybe that's at the top of your list. It's somewhere in there, I'm sure, especially during these trying times. For, gone on for a year now. Or maybe it's another picture. There's so many pictures of Jesus, who he is, what he does. But, but hold on to this one to be sure. Don't stop thinking about it. Make it yours. Make it yours again. As you bring other pictures into and understand and take home the love of God in Jesus. Amen? Amen.